morning, TechConnects. This is Ryan Ellis. Uh, just want to welcome you to the first virtual uh, Tech CEO Peer Group um, today. Uh, today we are discussing uh, a couple of topics that are uh, pretty timely uh, for all Canadians and people in business. Uh, we have Howard Lerner from SBLR uh, discussing some of the uh, tax implications, government aid, and you know the total global effect um, that COVID nineteen is uh, having on everybody. And we also have uh, Mark Lejeur from ICTC uh, talking about a few government points on um, the state of uh, the global economy, effect on your business, and uh, tips, tools, and practices uh, to help uh, businesses uh, move uh, their operations online and other support uh, programs that ICTC has uh, implemented. And there's a bunch of other questions and uh, answers uh, throughout this session. So uh, please listen and thank you uh, everybody for attending, um, you know, supporting Tech Connects. I hope you, uh, you're you getting something from the podcast that we are producing. And also I want to thank uh, BDC for their continued support of the Tech CEO uh, peer group. So with that, enjoy the session and have a great weekend. I'll introduce myself, uh, John Cameron, uh, Executive Director with TechConnect, and uh, we have Ryan uh, Ellis, who will be our uh, coordinating host. Uh, just a couple of uh, logistics. I mean, first of all, to start with, I hope everybody is doing well, and thank you very much for taking the time to be on. I did want to uh, make a couple of comments up front on behalf of the TechConnect team, uh, certainly uh, Kelly, Ryan, and myself. Uh, you know, we are very, very committed to continuing to do as much as possible to keep our membership base connected. Uh, we do believe very strongly that uh, TechConnect is all about being a, a strong support community for the technology sector. So you'll find that the team is uh, very committed through a lot of the programs that we're putting in place. I encourage you to uh, go to the website. Uh, we do have a number of peer groups that are running online, uh, CEO, marketing, sales, CIO, women in tech, et cetera. So please check it out. We will be continuing with the Lunch and Learn program. Uh, we did have one panel session, which was uh, excellent, very well received. It was recorded, so you can go in and by all means have an opportunity to uh, listen to it. Uh, we had uh, people from SBLR talking with some of the uh, uh, government incentives back at that point. Uh, we had uh, uh, Dan Condon from Wilson Bukalik who was talking about some of the legal considerations around around employment. Uh, we had a uh, mental uh, psychologist, psychologist on talking about sort of mental health and health care. So it was an excellent session. Maureen, thank you very much. She did the, uh, and Kelly did the, uh, uh, all the work and coordinating that, but, but that has been uh, recorded. In addition, we will be doing another session, another panel session in April, so keep informed. Uh, I know that uh, Ryan has been doing an excellent job uh, working through all the podcasts. We've got, what, about eight podcasts on now, Ryan? Yeah, and um, and just for everybody's, um, yeah, we are recording this. Uh, obviously, there are people that can't make it to today's session, so we are recording this, uh, just trying to uh, provide um, additional support and different and services to the membership. So this is being recorded. So this will be the ninth recording uh, that will be posted upon to the website. And uh, just kind of, we'll be interjecting as much uh, positivity as possible. Uh, stay, stay tuned. You'll start to see a quote of the day coming out from Tech Connect. 
just to try to give some insights around leadership and learnings and uh, a little bit of inspiration. Uh, we'll be posting that on the website, putting it across some of the social media. A couple of logistics up front, as Ryan mentioned, we will be recording. Uh, we ask as much as possible, put your video on. It's great to see everybody's faces. It just makes it a little warmer feeling. Uh, this will be about an hour session. Uh, we can't extend it a bit. Uh, we just ask that everybody kind of mute. Uh, you can on the left-hand corner on the bottom, you can go in and unmute yourself. Uh, we'll, uh, if you do have a question to ask, we just, you know, simply ask, kinda, well, we see your names on it, but just kind of name of your company. Uh, if you have a question also on the bottom, you'll see a, a chat line. You can click on that. You can type in a question and Ryan will be coordinating any questions that are coming through. And we do ask that everybody be patient and understanding. This is kind of a, a new venture for us. We've been starting to do peer groups, so we're learning as we go along. It's the best way to kind of proceed in some of the logistics. So uh, at this point, oh, one other thing I do want to mention, uh, we sent an urgent message out yesterday to all of our members. Um, I had a request. The province of Ontario is looking for uh, any companies in the York region uh, that can are able to retool their lines to manufacture or procure protective equipment for healthcare workers. So if you happen to know of any companies or any company you're involved with, you can retool, then you, if you could please let uh, uh, Kelly know, Ryan know, myself know by email or a phone call. Uh, I hope and trust you have all our emails. Uh, Ryan, are those emails on the website? Uh, not sure. I'd have to double check afterwards. Okay, maybe let's check on that. But let us know because uh, the Ontario government is wanting to know any companies that could help in that regard. So um, any, any support would be greatly appreciated. So just mention that. Um, the other thing I want to ask quickly is one of the things we are looking at is uh, perhaps doing a uh, online networking social and kind of after hours. So we'll get some details out on that and get feedback. Is that something people will be interested in? Uh, we feel very strongly about trying to keep our members connected. I think just the, the social interaction has a lot of positive associated with it. So we are going to be experimenting with that and we'd like to get some feedback. And then if you have any ideas as to what we can be doing to help support uh, our members, to support you, then please let us know and we'll, we'll try our best. So at this point, I'm gonna stop with the logistics. Uh, I'm gonna be handing it over and thank first of all, Howard Lerner, uh, who is one of the owners of SPLR. And he's going to be talking about some of the government assistance programs and sort of cash flow considerations. And then after that, Mark Lejeure is going to be talking through uh, some of the economic considerations and economic outlooks, plus talking a little bit about working from home. Uh, we are going to try to keep it as informal as possible. Um, Howard is going to through, through a bit of a discussion and then open it up for questions. Mark has a bit of a presentation, which he'll take about 10 minutes to go through. And then again, we'll open it up for questions. Then after that, uh, as time permits, we'll just into whatever's on your mind and anything you want to get into. Okay, Ryan, anything else you want to add? No, I, uh, I think we're good to go. So um, obviously, uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Howard. And, uh, you know, Howard, um, please start. Okay. You can hear me okay? I hope everybody can hear fine. Um, <clears throat> so the, the topic is basically government assistance programs and actions designed to uh, improve cash flow, which of course we need at this point in time. Um, I put together some information last Friday and it's all out of date. So things are changing incredibly fast. 
And uh, I want to start off with the first part, just going over some, uh, some, some regular business uh, practices that everybody should be looking at. Uh, and then what I would like to do is let people ask questions about the government assistance programs because there's so much in there that I could probably spend two or three hours just on those programs themselves. So it would be probably easier for people to ask questions with regards to those programs and I'll see what I can answer. <clears throat> well, starting off with regards to this, this uh, very difficult situation is the first and most important thing is you've got to assess your current financial position. Um, this would really be preparing projections and cash flows to try to determine what your position would likely be. Uh, and this would also be required if you want to, you know, um, in, 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 increase your, your loans or apply for loans with regards to your, your, your working capital financing. Um, so what we recommend is that clients use like a rolling 16-week cash flow. That, that would start off, let's say, the beginning of April with your balances at that time, and you will project it each week going forward the amount that you would get in, the amount that you would have to pay out and where your cash is going to be. So at least you'll be able to assess your cash needs. And I think that's one of the most important things before going for any loans. <clears throat> you also should make sure that your financial statements, corporate tax returns are, are prepared and financial statements are prepared as soon as you possibly can. Although there are certain government assistant loans that are going to be relatively easy, to, uh, to access. For many businesses that will require more than $100,000, they're basically going to go through the normal criteria of uh, where, where a bank will assess a client's or, or a potential customer's uh, um, repayment possibility and, and requirement uh, with regards to these, these loans. So yes, they will be more available, but under the same guidelines that you would normally uh, be subject to should you go to the bank and want to borrow money. So if one of the first things the bank is going to ask for is current financial statements, uh, the, the last year in financial statements, the last year's corporate tax returns, and an interim financial statement, probably internal to date, and that cash flow projection. And those are the things that are going to get you the loan. And where you will find that probably on the applications, a lot of the people will not have that. If you go for an application and you do have that, you're going to get to the top a lot quicker. And at this time, the accessing the money and the speed of accessing, uh, accessing the funds is going to be critical. Um, you, with regards to, to all of that, you, you need to also prepare your personal tax returns and get those filed as quickly as possible so you get the notice of assessments back. Because if anybody has ever gone for a corporate loan, they will know that the bank is going to ask them for their personal uh, tax returns, including the notice of assessment, which will be issued only after you file your corporate tax return. Uh, sorry, your personal tax return. So preparing and and and, uh, and filing the personal tax return and getting that done as soon as possible 
is important. It's also important with regards to both of those is that some clients will end up with refunds. They will end up with corporate tax refunds and potential uh, personal tax refunds. And you know, two thirds of people that file personal tax returns are, are getting refunds. Um, you want to get that in and filed as soon as possible. So the money's in your pocket because you, know, you will need it. And it's an important factor with regards to if you need to negotiate a mortgage or if you need to um, uh, know where your, where your cash, personal cash uh, position is. Um, certainly you have a you know, significant amount of time now to defer payment of taxes. So preparing and filing your personal tax return is one thing and should be done as soon as possible. Um, paying your, pers your personal tax whether it be the 2019 tax uh, payable or whether it be 2020 installments are all being, um, has all been deferred until September the 1st. So there's no reason why you shouldn't get that tax return done. Um, the, the other incentives that you should uh, consider, um, one of the things that we're talking to a number of, uh, uh, of people about is regarding deferring your mortgage payment. So people that do have mortgages um, could, can defer their mortgage payment for six months. The interest is still going to accumulate, but, the, but you don't have to make any payments. It's a very easy thing to do. You just phone the bank or send an email to your account manager and they'll do that. Now the advantage of doing it, one of the main advantages is that if you're a, a, an owner of the business, or if you and if you can control what your what your salary or remuneration is, then what many people will do is reduce their mortgage payment, therefore reduce their payroll uh, or their salary, and they would therefore reduce the amount of employment tax deductions that will be payable to the government because employee tax deductions have not uh, have not changed with regards to a deferral in uh, the time when they're due. So it would be the 15th of the following month. So this is a really interesting one that, that, that a lot of people can very easily take advantage of. Um, the other thing is that, you know, people that are coming up to, uh, you know, who might want to be able to negotiate a new mortgage might now might be a time to negotiate a new mortgage where the rates are so low. Um, and in order to do that, it might very, you'll probably need your latest notice of assessment. So uh, that's something can also be, be done. Um, so the, those, um, those are some of the most important things to consider uh, for, your, for yourself. I mean, of course, now that we've got the deferral of, of HST payments as well, um, we can defer those until June. Um, there is also um, um, the, the deferring of, of any corporate taxes, as I said before, and income taxes payable till September the 1st. I mean, all of those things should, you should take advantage of uh, and do those as soon as possible. Um, th that's the, the, the more general things that one can, can look at. Uh, with regards to the uh, main um, government uh, programs, uh, with regards to 
subsidies. I mean, most of us have heard the, the most important one and probably the largest one, which is the temporary wage sub subsidy, which basically will give you 75% um, of, uh, of your payroll or of your employee uh, with, of, of, of the gross pay, which you can then deduct against the uh, payroll deductions and actually get money back there'll be uh, some way of actually recovering that that money there are a lot of restrictions on this so it's one of the most it, it's probably the largest but you have got to be able to show that your um uh, re income probably gross income is is being reduced by more than 30 percent between uh, uh i think it's uh my, it's from, from March the 15th onwards. So <clears throat> one of the things in that regard <clears throat> is I think the CRA is going to look very closely um, after all this is over at people who have been playing around with their figures in order to get a 30% reduction. Um, I think that if you're in the restaurant business, if you're in the entertainment business, if you're in the travel business, this is a no-brainer. If you're in uh, a professional office, like an accounting office um, or a lawyer lawyer's office, it might be you might be challenged on that. They're going to look to see what the rest of the year looks like and compare whether you have got an overall thirty percent reduction for the whole fiscal year. Um, and if you if you haven't, then I think they're going to come in and look closely at if you've been playing uh, any games, if you like, in order to take advantage of this. And I think there's going to be criminal charges with regards to people who are caught. So um, I'd be very careful on that one. But it's certainly a, it's certainly really um, a good program for those that that are really hurting. Um, the the other program that, that actually was the first part of this 75% program, wage program, was a, was a program whereby um, you could access, um, sorry, you could reduce your payroll taxes by 10% of the payroll that you, um, of, of the gross pay of your, your employees. Um, and that was to a maximum $1,375 um, per, per, per employee. And there was uh, certain limits and, and how long that could go on for. But it, it was, it, it's an easy program to actually use. And to be honest with you, um, I think they're going to allow that for virtually every employer to take advantage of that program because every business has been affected by this COVID-19. And I think that, um, that uh, um, 10% 10, 10 payroll uh, credit is going to be um, available for everyone. Um, other than that, there, there's, there's a number of other programs. And, and as I said, if I, it would be ages to take to go over all of them. Um, the probably the one that I'm also, uh, or, or a number of clients are, are really looking at is the BBC, um, where they will uh, advance uh, up to $100,000 on their, um, un under their uh, small loans program, 
whereby you know you get you can get a hundred thousand dollars without too much problem um, to to help with working capital, uh, and then over a hundred thousand dollars is going to be a more uh, substantial uh, review of financial information to see if you're eligible for it. But we are going to find that there's, uh, I mean, I know the BDC has been inundated with uh, requests under both those, those programs, but you know, they, they are very, very useful. The other one that I just wanted to bring up is there is a uh, $40,000 um, program that should be available soon. Uh, I think you, you basically um, can uh, take advantage of this program um, and receive $40,000 interest and principal repayment free for the first year. And if you repay the funds before December 31st, 2021, um, you only have to repay $30,000. So it, it's a, it's a $10,000 credit. You have to have payroll in the prior year of at least $50,000. Um, and I think under a million dollars, um, but it, it is, it is a, probably a worthwhile program. I can't remember how much you have to show with regards to uh, reduction in income or if there is any reduction in income, but um, it's certainly not a bad program. Um, again, many of these programs uh, are not going to be, uh, are not yet available. Applications are not, uh, uh, they're going to be applications through through the banks, but the banks are just starting to put these applications together. Um, I know I got an email last night from a couple of banks with regards to the availability of these. So um, I want to kind of throw this open now so that people have a chance to ask the questions that I will try to answer. You know, just understand that we just don't have any of the legislation and any of the you know, all things have been changing so, so quickly. Um, what I tell you today is might not be the way it actually comes down when the program is actually put into place. Yeah, so there are, there are a few questions uh, on the chat board right now. Um, Maureen, are you still on? I am. Yeah, can you, um, maybe you want to ask your question because I don't want to, I don't want to butcher uh, what you were, you're, you were asking of Howard. Okay, um, so I have quite a few clients who are smaller growth stage organizations and they're saying, you know, it's a year over year revenue comparison and my business has continued to grow, but I'm definitely down. I don't know that I'm going to satisfy the year over year 30% drop requirement. Is there, yeah. have you heard anything about that changing or special circumstances? Well, it's going to be month over month. So you're good there, you know, you start off looking at March, 2019 compared to March, 2020 and moving forward on that basis. And they want to see that your revenue is down in the 2020 months. And um, I'm not positive what, what will happen when you're, uh, revenue will be down one month and up the next month or something like that. Uh, but I think they're kind of looking to um, companies that are going to be significantly hit by this. It, 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 we don't know exactly um, because again, as I said, they've, they haven't really um, put together the final package yet. Um, so 
how they're going to measure the the um, uh, the reduction in income is going to really be um, up to up to conjecture at the moment, right? Um, uh, Prasad, had a, some, Prasad had a question about uh, BDC programs and uh, you know, how long will they take for them to get into process? Uh, you know, from the time paperwork is delivered onto the monies. Yeah. Well, BBC has their applications out. They they actually got their applications out the day or so after this was all announced. So they kind of knew that it was coming down. Um, and, and the EDC is part of that as well. So um, if you're exporting, the EDC has got certain programs and loans as well. Um, with regards to um, how quickly the loan will be advanced, that I don't know. Um, I know that the first... Uh, you know, the loans of up to $100,000 are probably going to be advanced quite quickly because the application is, is uh, you know, I think a one or two pager and, and you don't have to really provide anything. Um, but you are getting a regular loan. Uh, the loan is is repayable. There's, there's interest on it. And, and there is, you know, so they're just going to be concerned about advancing it to people who can repay it. So I don't think that's going to be for the restaurant that's already closed or is about to close, but I think that it's going to be for businesses that need to need to back up their 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 working capital because they're going to have problems with regards to uh, collections and uh, they still have expenses that they have to pay. Um, hey John, do you want to ask uh, Howard your question? Uh, John had a question about uh, does a forty thousand dollar loan apply for the nonprofits? Um, yes, uh, let me just uh, get to that one. Um, so it's the Candor Emergency Business Account, um, one year interest free loan up to $40,000 to small businesses and not for profits. Repaying okay. the balance of the loan on or before December 31st, 2022 actually will result in the forgiveness of 25%. To qualify, these organizations will need to demonstrate they paid between $50,000 and 1 million in total payroll in 2019. Um, the pro program will be implemented by the financial institutions in cooperation with the EDC actually. So um, small businesses not for and not-for-profits should contact their financial institution to apply for these loans. Okay. Um, Mark, Mark Haynes, um, you, uh, you wrote something about uh, the startups. Um, you want to can we talk a little bit more about uh, your comment or your question? Yeah, well, just uh, I understand, you know, there's a lot of concern about the 30% test for the uh, for that program, yeah. for the wage subsidy. And the Minister of Innovation, Tech, Science and Technology, Navdeep Baines, was on a conference call on Wednesday. I don't know if any of you guys were on it, um, but I thought he was pretty knowledgeable about the problems of the tech sector. And I, under I understand that due partly to his lobbying, they are looking at using a different measure for startups and high growth companies, particularly in the tech sector, versus the year on year 30%. So I suspect we'll only see the details of that next week, but you know, Maureen, in answer to your question, some of those clients of yours are probably gonna be able to use a different measure to get to access those funds. Right, no, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think that the, the people that really need it, um, that's what they're going to concentrate on. And I think the people who, you know, try to game, try to game the 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 program and 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 
take advantage of it when they really you know, shouldn't be taking advantage of it are going to find that they will be, um, you know, I, I, th I, I think there will, that after all this is over, there's going to be a lot of review in that area. Don't forget, CRA spent half a billion dollars in 2018 and another half billion dollars in 2019 hiring uh, new auditors. They've got to be doing something. And, uh, you know, what are they going to be looking at these days? Because things have changed so much. And I think this is areas where they want to clamp down on. So yes, I think it's a great program and it's for the businesses that are really, have really hurt from this. And anybody that tries to play the game like um, uh, lawyers or accountants deferring their, their, their uh, billing to their clients by instead of billing in March and April, billing in you know September and October are gonna find that, that they're going to be heavily dealt with or severely dealt with. Um, uh, Peter, Peter McCabe uh, wants to jump in on this. Uh, I know that he has, um, unfortunately, I guess uh, we weren't able to get BDC to uh, get involved with this session. Um, they act, I got, actually got pushback from BDC. They were, they were not in a position to comment on any of the programs or any of the information. But uh, if uh, Peter McCabe uh, from ProLink uh, would like to jump in, because they do a lot of work with BDC, uh, a lot of their clients are BDC customers. So Peter, if you want to jump in for a second. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, and thanks, Howard. So we're seeing a lot of our, our clients in the small, uh, small medium enterprise space and specifically technology firms apply for these type of financial instruments already from BDC. Um, and that process has been, I think, a little bit frustrating. I think like a lot of different uh, groups, BDC is overloaded with requests right now. What we are getting uh, by way of feedback instantly um, is that there's an opportunity to optimize the financing from BDC that comes uh, with a pro an insurance product that not many people are familiar with called trade credit insurance. So when a company like BDC is doing a financial analysis of your, of your, of your book, obviously, they're going to look uh, heavily at your accounts receivable in terms of seeing what the risks are for the business. And with trade credit coverage, which is available from EDC, but then also from eight or nine other private insurers that you can access through a broker, you can actually insure your accounts receivable usually up to about 90%, which will allow you to unlock additional funding from either private financial institutions, banks, um, and BDC most specifically. So if you haven't had a conversation about trade credit insurance with your broker already, uh, give them a call. Um, if not, um, I'm happy to have that conversation with anybody if they'd like to know more about how that all sort of works out. But it's a specific financial instrument that not a lot of Canadian businesses are taking advantage of that allows them to ensure their accounts receivable uh, through some uncertainty like this. And we're finding clients um, are getting a ton of value from that because it allows them to increase uh, what they're able to get access to from a working capital perspective. So, so just a comment there on that front. Thanks a lot, Peter. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Peter, I'm just wondering, are, are insurers underwriting accounts receivable risk at this point? I mean, I'm finding on the life side, not the commercial side, that there are a lot of restrictions now coming from the insurers about particular um, ways that they're willing to underwrite and how they're sort of excluding COVID and this whole economic situation from, from um, insurable risk. Yeah, good question, Maureen. Um, we're not seeing much, uh, uh, certainly more scrutiny than ever uh, in terms of trade credit, but the way that that product is underwritten is always based on the credit risk of those 
uh, payors, like who, who the individual clients of the business are. So there has to be some material disclosure around who your, your, your customers are. Um, and you're probably right. If your customers are all uh, restaurants or cruise lines, it, it likely will be more difficult to obtain coverage or impossible to obtain coverage at this time. But if this is just, uh, if, if you're in a business niche, which we're seeing with most of our technology firms where you're more affected by a slowdown as opposed to a full stop in business or, or some future uncertainty, then getting access to the additional working capital by showing the credit worthiness of your customers as well as, um, you know, strong financials for the business hasn't changed um, the availability of coverage yet. Um, I, again, I'm sure that for a while we're going to be in, in, big time scrutiny mode here where people are going to be really looking carefully at what's going on. Um, but no, I haven't seen any declinations or anything on that basis on the basis of the virus as of yet. Thanks. Any, uh, anybody else have any questions uh, for Howard uh, before we uh, move over uh, to uh, Mark Lejeure her about ICTC? Howard, uh, it's Barry here real quick. Um, we're doing okay because we're, Believe it or not, in the broadcast and streaming space, so you can imagine we've been tapped. We're actually considered non-essential, so we're doing fine. One of my subs, however, is a company called Best Broadcast. He uh, he employs through contracts around 70 to 80 people. He has himself and three other people in the office. He is not on payroll himself. He has three people on payroll, so he's going to go for the he's going to go for the uh, relief for the um, uh, what you were discussing. Yeah. However, he pays himself every year at a profit, uh, every month at a profit. Yeah. For obvious reasons, he pays himself at a dividends. Right yeah. now, there's no profit because he nine percent of his business is to corporate clients and so on and so forth. Yeah. There's very little in the broadcast space anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But it's the you know Deloitte's and all and those people, Globe and Mail, so he does all the wiring and work for them. Yeah. So it's great for his employees that they get paid, but. He's not making any money, so he's not getting paid. So he's taxing yeah. his savings. Have you ever, have you heard anything about financial personal relief for business owners as opposed to just the entity and the employees mm -hmm. itself themselves? Yeah. You know, that, that is a, uh, a question we get a lot. Um, you know, it's not unusual for owners to be to remunerate themselves by dividend rather than by a salary. And the consequence is that, you know, their income is not going to be eligible to for, for the company, the employer, to actually claim anything back. Um, so it, it's something that the government has not recognized at this point in time or has not said anything about that I'm aware of. Um, obviously, there are other um, programs that 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 a company might be eligible for, but just like anything else from, from, from the loans, uh, you know, he still might be eligible if his payroll is above $50,000 in 2019. So he's potentially get the $40,000, um, uh, loan, uh, under that new program under the, uh, um, program. But, uh, the, the, as far as I know, I haven't, I don't know how we're going to deal with those, those individuals who have been um, remunerated themselves by way of dividend. I agree with you that, you know, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to cast 
the net as wide as possible and figure it out next tax year. Um, one of the, if you take a look at the U.S., they are considering sole, you know, they are, are considering self-employed individuals, regardless of how they're compensated. Um, yeah, and I, th I think program. they're going to do that here as well. They're going to take into account self-employed individuals or even maybe corporations where they have a sole in, sole owner in the owner employee person. Um, right. So I think they'll take that into account in that in part of their legislation that will come down with regards to uh, who can apply for. Um, the the emergency funding relief or the emergency um, uh, response benefit, one of those programs they're going to they're going to take that into into account. The problem is that if you're if you're a, a, a more significant company, as in something more than just one person, um, I think that that is where it becomes difficult, right? And you might not be eligible because you're taking the money as a, as, as a dividend as opposed to mm -hmm. a salary. It, they just might not do anything about it because, you know, then they have to really look so closely at every single company that pays out dividends, right? Yeah, well, no, and it, and it makes sense. How you're, You haven't paid into the system because you're not paying into a payroll account and you're paying yes. through dividends, so you're not paying into something, so you probably shouldn't get something out. Exactly. Uh, one real quick question. Sorry, Ryan. Um, on the deferred payments for both HST and corporate taxes, yeah. on the monthly installs, two questions. Do you know, are they going to be, is that going to be accruing interest if you don't pay your corporate tax? Is on a monthly basis your the installments? The corporate tax installments after March the 18th can be deferred till September the 1st. All of it can be deferred till September the 1st and no additional interest. Okay. All right. But if you owed corporate taxes or did not make your January, February, um, March, well, J January, February installments, those, if you didn't make those, they will be still um, um, having interest attached to that. What are you recommending your clients? I mean, the, you know, there's the formula for your installments, either, you know, monthly based on your previous tax payable, previous yeah. year's tax payable, yeah. or you can do an estimate on your going forward on your revenue, you know, the percentage of your, of your future revenue, which in this okay. case for us is going to be about the same, but for those that are going to be suffering a revenue drop, are yeah. you suggesting that they rethink what the installment is going to be based on the formula? Yeah. Well, the installment is not a payment of a, of a corporate tax or even personal tax installment is not an absolute requirement. Um, so even if you didn't pay it in normal circumstances, if you didn't pay it at the end of the year, you know, when you file your tax return, you get assessed, you will be assessed with some installment interest penalty for not making those installments. But, but you don't have to make, but, but you'll never be assessed a penalty if last year you owed, you know, $100,000 in taxes. And this year, when you finally do your tax return, you're owe, you owe nothing in taxes, then there'll be no installment penalty interest. So, um, you know, it, it really all depends on the actual client. But, you know, I'm also saying clients that are con really concerned about their working capital, maybe it, you know, maybe it's the time to not pay CRA yet, and wait to see how things go later on in, in in the year because you just don't want to make payments that that um, 
where, where you're going to need that money. So obviously, you know, we can take, uh, if you have more questions for Howard, we can definitely do more things offline. Um, definitely, you know, we're at nine, nine fifteen right now. I uh, yeah. definitely want to thank you, Howard, uh, for your, um, your, your daily knowledge. Obviously things are going to change, uh, likely by the end of today and, and will change on Monday. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, uh, you know, just jump over to Mark Legere of ICTC. Um, so, uh, Mark, uh, please start. Thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, thanks, Owards. I was uh, really enjoying the the depth of knowledge. He had a lot of good, a uh, good advice, and um, I didn't know what you were going to say, so I did allude to some of uh, of these things, so I can go uh, can go further. So, <clears throat> can you all see my uh, slides? Yep. So I'll I'll try to keep it short to about ten minutes and um, and just you know remind me uh, if I'm too long but I'm gonna go over some of the slides very quick but I thought it was it was important to set up a little bit of a context uh, to make sure we're all uh, on the same page and then I will share some of the things that I've heard um, got some conversation some good tips from uh, a C level at Walmart uh, Walmart Canada and also. Uh, from a business owner that went through the SARS crisis and the MERS crisis. It was actually in China when the SARS crisis uh, came up. So it's just the third time he's going through this. So he's, he has a system and I took a lot of notes uh, from, from his experience. I, um, I can share. And then I will share some of the programs from uh, ICTC that you, you might find, uh, find useful. So let's get started. So what is ICTC, by the way? We are center of expertise on the, the digital economy. We have uh, two departments in the house. Uh, one is the research department, and you can find all these studies online. They're available for free. As we, uh, a lot of those are funded by the federal government, uh, mainly, but also provincial government, or even the, the city of Calgary, uh, from the one on the, on the right there. Uh, so, uh, so they're available for everyone. And uh, I'm heading the, the right part of the screen, which is the capacity building and innovation readiness. So doing a, a lot of training. Uh, we have uh, uh, programs for all ages, uh, for newcomers, for uh, youth from K-12 and uh, mid-career professional for upskilling, all those things. So COVID-19 hits Canada. So it, it's kind of a you know, wave effect because it started in China, as everybody knows. So at this time of day, China is actually coming back up online. It's not quite yet ready yet, but all the indicators are going in the right direction. Uh, there's some, some, uh, still some logistical issues on the ground, but supply chain are ramping up there. So it's, it's, very, it's, it's good. Um, but uh, not what we're seeing is that uh, the wave hit pretty much Europe and, uh, and now uh, North America is feeling the pain. Uh, obviously, we're right in the middle of it and uh, our neighbors in the south are in a, in a tough path. So <clears throat> here, the, importantly, this crisis is a health crisis. So you have to remember that and abide by the rules and uh, apply physical distancing and, and following the, the, the guidance from the city, the province, and, um, and the federal, which is uh, important for all of us to respect that. But these are also implications on the real economy, 
uh, the, 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 the our businesses and Howard was uh, great in getting into the, the weeds of that. And also families, you know, a lot of people are working from home, but also the kids are at home because the schools are closed. And uh, so now there is, um, I, I'm sure you heard that there's a number of uh, issues with mental health and uh, uh, domestic violence or all kind of trouble when you put a lot of people uh, in a very small and crowded place. Um, couple uh, points. Uh, this is a snapshot from uh, the federal website here. There's a, I'll, I'll leave the slides so there are a number of links so uh, you could see uh, yourself uh, day after day where the, how the numbers are. Uh, I think the government is uh, being asked to, uh, to give more data out there for people to, uh, to do their own modeling, but at least we have these uh, open data uh, here. That's uh, basic numbers. We can follow what's happening. There's this group called Vox Pop Labs. Uh, they've been commissioned to do some, um, some surveys of uh, public opinion. And um, uh, what people are worried about, uh, and I put a red square there, is the economy. So the, the Canadian economy, but also the global economy and what's gonna happen to us at our job place, but also at our home. Um, so are we, so back on the mind of everybody's like, what, what's happening and are we going in the recession? So by the way, all the numbers I'm, I'm showing there, I should have said before, I mean, we have a research department. So usually when you hear a presentation from ICTC that's based on scientific research, so it takes months to actually collect the data, analyze and provide something with a high degree of confidence. This I'm quoting a lot of groups like what, Voc Pops Lab, but this is not ICTC, so I'm just passing this through. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in these numbers here um, on the right, uh, I, I, read a, I, I read an article from Bloomberg uh, talking about the forecasts from the five big Canadian banks. Uh, so uh, they all agree in one thing, uh, the shock is gonna be bigger than the 2008 crisis. Uh, in 2008, we took uh, a minus 8.7% uh, uh, deep in uh, GDP. And uh, for Q2 this quarter, the banks are saying probably something in between minus 10, minus 25. Um, you know, depending on how optimistic you are. And, and obviously, this is a very fluid situation. So uh, the, the big parameter we don't know today is how long this is going to so that will have a huge impact. I think, um, uh, well, the other message we're hearing out there from uh, the financial world is uh, they're looking at a V-curve where we're taking a bath in Q2, but then hopefully we catch up uh, to come back to a less, um, um, you know, um, a better level at the end of the year, but still not recovery because um, not recovering to, to, to where we were because um, uh, a lot of industries are obviously completely shut down like transportation, hospitality and tourism and so forth. And employment um, is the, the other one that, uh, that can rise fast. You, you've seen the numbers on TV that people are signed up by um, a million or, or more. I think if I remember correctly, the Kenyan banks, um, are projecting a jump from 6% to 
uh, obviously some industries are more impacted than others. So this is, uh, this is what's ahead of us. So the biggest question is how long uh, this is gonna take and uh, you can make your own uh, scenario there for yourself. And, and what are we going through? Um, in, uh, so what we're hearing is three major steps. Um, so there's been a short period of, um, of two, two plus weeks where people had to adjust very quickly to the new normal and uh, get to work online, get to establish a daily management routine uh, since uh, their typical management has been disrupted. So daily phone calls, kind of a more agile, more lean approach, um, doing um, like, like um, TechConnects has done, doing webinars online and adjusting very quickly. Uh, like Oward was saying, was gonna spend a couple of times, but Oward paint a picture very nicely it's uh, it's all about cash flow so from that from that these people that experienced that before uh the first thing you need to do is really you know look at your cash flow and make sure you're fine um uh, talk to your providers uh talk to your clients uh try to renegotiate uh, uh your uh, your deals um then um, the other thing you want to do, I think Howard also mentioned that uh, get um, uh, get room for credit, and uh, even if you don't take the money, make sure you have this uh, possibility to uh, to get the money when when you need it. Um, on the other um, you know, side of the board, you have to be mindful that uh, maybe not in Canada, but in some countries. Um, banks have been actually clawing back on businesses and people so you have to be mindful that you can get a phone call and uh, some people will want their money so you have to do a little crisis management it's possible to renegotiate um it's not maybe not easy but it's, it's you have to uh, to calm down the the bank and reassure your investors that uh, you have a, a plan and a way out to get out of this uh, in this individual's case, he actually managed to get out of a situation where he was asked to put his uh, personal guarantee on the line and he, he got off without uh, putting his personal guarantee on the line. It doesn't recommend you put your own personal guarantee on the line. So focus on the bottom line, look for new opportunities. Um, there are some. Manage your cash, but don't cut too much. So the, the, the lessons learned here is that when you get out of this phase, which is a, a suppression phase, you want to be in a position to ramp up fast. So to be able to do that, you should have uh, the means to do that. So don't, don't cut too much. And, and, and in particular, uh, what the government is, is doing with the CERB and the wedge subsidy is very helpful because you want to keep your staff as much as possible um to to get ready to uh, to get out uh, um, on up to speed the other thing when you get to the other hand there will be a lot of opportunities um out there um if you're well positioned and your company is well positioned there is some um, um opportunities with uh, you know new markets opening um there are uh, there is a reconfiguration also in a, a global trade 
there are opportunities to merge with uh, companies or you know, some other companies will be low on cash. <clears throat> so there are opportunities there to, uh, to merge or grow your operation at this point. Um, so um, ICTC help, you have, uh, we have a program right now that offers subsidy and uh, we are repositioning this program to, um, to provide students to help you uh, as your business move online. So these are not gonna be senior people with 20 years of experience, but these are people who are digitally uh, um, uh, literate that uh, have been studied at school and uh, just want the chance to, uh, to make a difference on the job and the extra arms you can use and extra brains you can use to help you move online. Um, so this is also a very good opportunity to test future employees at a very low cost. Um, we, um, so we are providing 50% uh, of the wedges, 70% uh, from the categories that are there at the bottom of the slide. So underrepresented groups like women in IT. And I was just talking with the feds uh, yesterday with ESDC and they are providing flexibility in, uh, in, um, in the form of expedited uh, criteria. So if you're making a minimum uh, of the criteria, you're good to go. And we're good also to send you upfront uh, some of these uh, wedge subsidy uh, instead of waiting to the end. So we're, to, we're thinking 75% of the money upfront going to your uh, bank account. Um, Obviously, these students can work from home remotely, and there are a number of other flexibility that are in place. So it, it's, it's a good program to, uh, to, to get started on those topical initiatives, and we have companies interested in, in that. For the rebound, um, this is a program that's really geared to IT and the digital economy, so cybersecurity, uh, video gaming, uh, AI, uh, smart manufacturing, intelligent retail, there is a number of specializations there and we have partnerships with colleges and universities across the country. Um, and, um, and we also have additional programs to support the transitions of the students in the workplace. So feel free to ask for that. I wanted to give a shout out to some of those uh, uh, people out there like the Ryerson University and the Faculty of uh, Design there they uh, they built these uh, these masks. They are using three D printing, and that's exactly the kind of thinking uh, I think we need to have right now. And John mentioned uh, the need to uh, create this personal prote protective um, protective equipment. It's all hands on deck in the province right now, and uh, you could use the wheel funding to get someone on the ground to help you with that and get started without. You know, taking some of your precious staff uh, out of another duty to, to do these kind of things. Another example is a partnership with, uh, we started to uh, wrap up in Quebec. Uh, it's all for um, retail. So retail is, an, is kind of a tough spot and some of the programs that are there are not, uh, you know, in storm analytics is probably not really uh, the top priority right now, but anything that's reconfiguring your supply chain, helping you to uh, deliver online, how do you can, um, uh, like Odoo, for example, at, at the bottom, but there are other products can help you to quickly have an online store, 
um, get your people to pay online, track delivery, do contracts and all the kind of, those kind of things. So it's all think, you know, how we, how we, can, we can provide you help to move your business online and digitize. Now, for the rebound and in preparation for that, I uh, think also learning. Some of your staff are going to maybe have a little more time and yourself, if you have a little more time, there are a number of good training opportunities, LinkedIn learning. We have a partnership with them. We just announced um, that they are, they are providing uh, free courses uh, online. If you, if you uh, um, look for uh, some of those, there is a lot of uh, free and very good course available right now. We are, in particular, we're helping, um, we're helping the uh, George Brown College and uh, I cannot announce it, but we have an announcement uh, coming up very soon uh, between ICTC and George Brown to, uh, to do a special program. Uh, very, so I'm excited about that. But right now there is, uh, I have this slide about the blockchain developer certificate, which is uh, online uh, right now and, and running up. So a couple programs are just gonna you know, wrap, wrap up here. But we have uh, programs for upskilling. Um, we have this website with a lot of information about where the jobs are. So obviously it's not updated daily, so it's, it might not be super relevant right now, but you can find some baseline um, app, uh, information in there. And we are coming up with a client portal where we can actually make all these services more easy to consume. I mentioned that we're doing a lot of training. So we have this uh, Canvas, which is our e-learning management system and Badger to uh, design badges. And we have uh, also website, a job, job board where you're invited to, if you're looking for um, some talent, you're invited to, uh, to post in there. It's uh, really focusing on the programs that we have. We don't want to replace Indeed or Workopolis or anything like that. And to stay up to date, you can just uh, register to our um, uh, events. So we had an economic update last week with our research team this time. So these are people with a PhD from Oxford and they're doing a serious economic study, not just yesterday like, uh, <laughs> like I was doing. Um, and we have a newsletter with regular updates that are uh, also following the news. And, um, and of course, we have other more uh, deeper uh, topics in there invite you to an event uh, next week on the future of education. And there is another, if you speak French, there's another event on April 9th with uh, uh, worldwide authors and Idris is a um, MIT guy and is very well known in France. And uh, he, he wrote a bestseller book and it will be also that person that founded the Ecole 42, which is uh, also in Silicon Valley, it's a new way to, uh, to train people to be uh, software programmers. And in the deck, so I'm, I'm pretty much done. So in the deck, I, I you know, just point out to a couple of those uh, links on the government websites. And you have uh, also this app uh, from the government, which is more uh, focused on the health issues, but you will find relevant information on the day-to-day -day basis and some good tips about uh, washing hands and, and things like that. And uh, you can get the deck, absolutely. That's why I did it. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, please shoot. Yeah, so uh, Maureen, Maureen, sorry, one thing, Maureen, I will, we have a few more minutes, uh, but uh, I will be sending uh, Mark's deck out to everybody 
that's on today's call and those that couldn't uh, make it. So everybody will be getting this deck. Hey, Mark. Um, Ryan. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Maureen. Sorry, I was just going to ask the question that I typed in was really the definition of helping your business go online in the subsidy program, Mark. Is that going online for commercial business or is it any form of the company trying to move more online than they currently are? Yeah, so so a couple of, couple of different questions in there. So just first clarification, the subsidy is available for anything you'd like to do uh, that is related to the digital economy. That's, uh, we, are uh, we are one of these organizations that delivers federal funding under the SWEEP program, the Student Work Placement Program, and our focus is digital economy, the ICT sector. So you can use it for anything you want as long as it's within this uh, framework. Uh, but number two, uh, we are a center of expertise on the digital economy, so we have an opinion of where uh, industry is going or should continue to, to be going. And it's about uh, leveraging technology to uh, increase productivity in your business, save costs and uh, new lines and revenue. So the whole idea of digitization is something that we've been warning um, Canadian industry to do. To do. Uh, we know Canada has a very bad mark on productivity and uh, we should be leveraging technology more to be more efficient. So. Uh, right now is a crisis and a lot of people are paying attention, moving online, they want it or not. And uh, I think it's a good time to double down. And I think this program can help with a web subsidy, also uh, getting the right talent. There's still a lot of companies out there using paper, using Excel. And frankly, it is not the way to go. They should look at using proper tools, uh, modern tools, what the technology can, can help to do today. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, thanks. Barry, you had a question? Yeah, Mark, um, like probably many of us, you know, you, I've been following Berman and Acker and all these uh, folks about the markets and they're specific to uh, specialize a lot in the tech space. Um, nobody seems to be coming out with a, um, a metrics of any sort. And maybe the ICTC has seen it, but nobody's coming out with uh, you know, they, some aren't comparing it to 2008 or 95 because there's somebody saying between 70 to 90% of this downturn is consumption driven for obvious reasons. Um, people aren't in work, restaurants are shutting down, nobody's buying Coke. So are you seeing anything, you know, people are saying it's going to take us a month to rebound from this. Other people are saying it's going to take six months. It's going to take somewhere in between whatever it's going to be. Are you seeing any matrix uh, on this downturn? How much is actually, uh, the number that is driven by consumption versus just standard market pressures. Yeah, I don't think anyone has uh, has that or when they have it. I mean, it's always and including internally. I mean, we're, we're running some of these scenarios. Uh, what's low? What's medium? What's uh, what's high? You know, um, uh, but the range is really too high to really seriously, um, you know, with your a straight face, give you a, a number because it's, it could be, it's, it's really, it's wide shot. However, you know, I'm watching uh, the same drivers that I think you're mentioning, which is the economy. When you have people, uh, you know, not spending, then this money doesn't go in the economy and it's going to be uh, a real, um, 
real difficulty there. And, and the, the, the reason why the government of Canada is helping uh, on the wedge issue and CRB and wedge subsidies is also because we want to have people in a position to, uh, to go back and consume again when they have a chance to do so. Um, there, uh, so, so that that's a big question mark. But um, you know, I, I, I'm on the personally, I'm on the less optimist side, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we should. It's more Q2, Q3, and if we get back to some reasonable step by September, we're lucky. Um, I would rather, you know, think the prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Mark, um, yeah, we've got a few more minutes here. Everybody's okay with that. Um, David, um, so pitch. Do you uh, do you want to ask uh, your question, or do you? Uh... Yeah, sh sure, no problem. Hey, Mark, we actually have a student on the WIL digital program. It's a good program, very, very good. The only problem is, is that at least in our interactions with Georgian College and, and Humber College. I mean, the vast majority of students in these IT programs are from foreign countries, so they're 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 not able to take advantage of this program, or we can't hire them under this program because you have to be a citizen or a permanent resident. Uh, have you heard uh, if that might be opened up at all? Uh, that would be nice, but um, perhaps not. Uh, what are your thoughts? Or so, before you say something, Mark, uh, can maybe Denny? Do you have anything to say as well on this? Uh, I am not sure whether that will be uh, opening up to uh, to students who uh, are uh, don't have their PR. It's more of a um, uh, tax issues, uh, tax issue, and also them having a uh, social uh, insurance number so that uh, for tax purposes. Okay, but it's a good question. Sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's the same same as the dividend issue. I mean, this is uh, I think this is a federal program. And um, you know, you do, the federal government is like would be in a tough position is to start offering to distribute money to everywhere and everybody, right? So, I, I think that's that's a tough sell. But uh, I, I was in chat uh, with the director at ESDC yesterday, and it's not part of the flexibility they can afford. Um, we are talking more about moving start date and end date and pushing the money up front and uh, being more flexible in terms of. Uh, getting you started early and looking at the criteria you know finishing the criteria down the road uh this this type of helps not not drastic change to the program thank you um i guess we're, we're, we're coming up to 9 40. um i guess one thing that uh, one of the questions is actually from prasad um prasad you know, tear the board do you uh you know, your question um, is pretty relevant. You know, how can TechConnex and other, you know, efforts convey our challenges to different uh, levels of government? Prasad, um, do you want to elaborate any more on that, or do you want to share your thoughts? So right now, what we're seeing, and um, thanks, uh, Mark, for the great presentation from ICTC. Uh, what we're seeing is, you know, we're all very heavily involved with multiple sets of organizations, conversations, uh, and uh, we as, a, uh, as members of TechConnect um, also have a unique perspective, uh, which may be similar, but what I'd love to do is how can we add our voice? We don't have direct connects, or if we do, then you know, we, will, uh, we should take advantage of it. 
but I want to be able to figure out how we can add our voice to all the different organizations out there uh, that are, are positioning, uh, you know, uh, small businesses or tech businesses or growth businesses and all of these types of organizations uh, towards uh, the different levels of government to see what more we can get, how can we take advantage of that, that uh, combined group voice. Uh, I think Mark, you were the one who posted something about Mars. Uh, that's great. Can we, you know, connect with them? Uh, and I throw this out to the whole uh, audience. Uh, maybe there's, that's one way we can say, okay, guys, I'm, I'm doing this. Uh, you know, maybe we want to add our voice to that, or I'm doing that, and maybe we need to add our voice to that. I would be interested to hear your uh, opinions on that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, uh, Prasad. I think we can t maybe we can take some leadership there with the, with our members and the, the region. So maybe there's an opportunity here. Like I, I didn't mean to put everybody <laughs> on the spot uh, with my question, uh, but I think uh, uh, if there's a way, uh, what I would request, uh, and that this might be the easiest way to do this for now, is while this forum is excellent and uh, you know we all need to be part of it, we're also uh, reading and uh, uh, learning uh, uh, from dozens of other websites, organizations, uh, you know, groups that we're all part of. Maybe what we can do is, hey, I'm part of this, convey that message to Tech Connects, and then Tech Connects can then disperse that information to the entire membership. So what I'm looking for from the, the, the team here, uh, but also our, our, our membership as a whole, is if we're all part of these different uh, organizations, how can we lend our voice? Maybe what we can, what I'm asking is let the team at TechConnects know what the, those opportunities are, and then we can uh, add our voice to those opportunities. That's, that's good the easiest thing to do, Prasad, is probably just email Kelly and I, and then we will get something, we will publish and get something out uh, for Monday uh, to, you know, a big ask of uh, the, the community at whole, because obviously this session is, there's, there's only so many individuals, but we have so many other members. So um, if you can send Kelly and I a quick email, um, and then we will uh, we will kind of take it from there. You're cool with that. Yeah, and, and I guess hi, this is Yi Chang, and I'm guessing that you know, listening to the daily speeches from uh, Doug Ford, from uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, you can tell the this is the first time the government is going through this as well. So I think they I think they have a lot of learning to do, and I suppose. As general public, um, one thing we, you know, would want to do is to provide that feedback to our local MPs, for example. Uh, I've heard that in China. The, uh, by the way, I just want to share one thing with everybody uh, online here. And you know, we have a big office in China with all, over a thousand people. And as of last week, uh, pretty much everybody's back to work. Right? And and. What I, what I wanted to convey is that, you know, this will pass eventually. And even though, you know, China, they, they're not back to normal and we don't know what the new level, new normal is going to be, but they are on their way already. So it's going to take some time, but, but things will get back to, you know, this will pass eventually. So I, I feel that there's a lot of um, kind of the feel, you know, a lot of depressive feeling uh, these days. And, and I just want to share that, you know, there's something to look forward to and things, you know, things will get better. And, and, but at the same time, I'm just thinking that I heard that, 
you know, in China, the government also, they, they look at the surveys in terms of what's happening at the public. And I think we, we have an opportunity here you know, to provide proactively provide some feedback to the government source. You know, what are the things they're not looking at and they're not, they're not covering? Now, let me awesome. uh, just add a quick comment to Yi Chang's comment. Uh, there was an article in the Star this morning, front page. Uh, you know, it states as follows, uh, following the initial shock, recovery will be extremely fast. And this is what top economics are predicting. So, you know, we're hearing a lot of doom and gloom, but, uh, you know, if you read this article, it's quite interesting. Uh, obviously, the, uh, you know, the wild card is uh, how long duration of this and if it truly does last uh, up until, let's say, uh, the next two or three months, then fine moving forward, uh, the economists are predicting recovery will be extremely fast. And then the other wild card is, you know, what happens in the U.S. Uh, if things get out of control, because that'll have an impact, obviously, with the type of... Uh, financial considerations that they have. But the article itself uh, starts to at least shed a little bit more positivity out there in terms of the economy rebounding uh, a little bit more quickly than people would expect. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, back on the U.S., um, I just did a uh, podcast with Rosanna Berardi, and she just, uh, it's up on the TechNext website, and she gives a quick update um, as of Tuesday or Wednesday, um, where the American government was sitting with, uh, with you know, Canadians going over to uh, to work in the United States, and they are still uh, processing, um, I guess, work permits and all that stuff. But there are a bunch of stipulations, um, and I'm going to follow up with her in a couple of weeks because she expects there's going to be more crackdown. And I guess the big takeaway for um, anybody who's going to get their uh, workers permit in the United States is if you get your worker's permit and you get it in the United States and you flip over and you drive back into St. Catharines or Fort Erie and you come back the next day, you're going to be put into a 14 day uh, quarantine, but you won't be in quarantine in Canada. You'll be stuck in the state. So um, it, yeah, there's, there's um, some hairy areas uh, with, uh, with permanent, like getting your work permit in the United States. So uh, definitely take a listen to that if you have a few minutes. Alrighty, uh, we are a little over time, and as always, we try to respect people's time. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Howard and Mark. Uh, we very, very much appreciate uh, you taking time, and thank you very much for all your questions. Uh, certainly, again, encourage everyone to please uh, head to the website to see what events we have in terms of peer groups, uh, the podcasts, uh, other information that will be forthcoming. Uh, one of the things I am going to ask, uh, at the very bottom, you'll see a reaction. Uh, you can either clap or thumb. We are looking at trying to put together a uh, social networking event online. If that's something you might be interested in, maybe just go to reactions and either hit thumbs up or clap and give us a perspective. Um, yeah, and I guess one other thing, uh, we do have two sessions on uh, next week, uh, so Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, we do have the marketing peer group and the sales peer group, and uh, obviously they will be online as well. So uh, hopefully yourself or your team uh, can uh, enjoy the presentation via couch or whatever uh, you're sitting on these days. So um, to that, um, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you, Howard. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for the great comments. Uh, we're going to keep plugging away, trying to provide as much uh, you know, peer group sessions, virtual line sessions, uh, podcasts to you all. So if you have any ideas uh, for Kelly, I, or John, please send stuff over. Like I said, I'll get this uh, deck over to everybody today. And uh, 
I hope everybody has a, a great weekend and um, we'll get we'll get through this. Uh, the 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 good thing is that there is a lot of good lessons learned uh, for for those companies that did the smart thing, and I think with Howard's uh, advice there, we are in a good position. So um, um, keep at it. Um, have to be optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Thank everyone. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Take care.